Welcome back. I pulled up the wrong one. Damn. I'm so dumb. Holy city insane. sound off episode number. Do we know? Is this 14? 19. No, it's 19. 19? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think I got it wrong last time. So then, off season. Where's the time go? Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> it is about four degrees here in Boston, but, uh, Charleston's heating up the USL with some signings. That was lazy. I'm sorry. I've <laughs> <laughs> got a lot going on this morning. Uh, uh, there is quite a bit to talk about, but uh, first and foremost, boys have returned to training. Yes, back in training. Exciting. You can see the vibes are high. Um, ben and company in that front office are really putting together some good uh, highlight clips. Um, players are looking sharp. Um, it's exciting to see familiar faces as well as new ones, but... I think um, everyone's really excited for the new season and preseason really makes it all that, that much more exciting. Yeah, and it's also sort of a, you, you can tell when training starts again, you're like, wow, the year is starting to do that thing where it moves really quickly. And before you know it, it's going to be early March and they're going to be nearing kickoff for their actual season. Um, but yeah, really exciting to see all the guys returning and a few new faces, which is very exciting. A few more oh, yeah. new ones on the way, maybe. But um yeah, good good stuff. It, I always I always feel like preseason is the most important time and also like some of the most fun times. I, I mean, as you played college volleyball, mm-hmm. we played college soccer. Preseason was always the time where like there's new people, you get together, you learn everybody, um, you come as a co- like you, you start to come together, and then it's also like there's not a lot of noise yet. It's just more like right, you, the coaches, your teammates, and everything's super positive so it's like the most important time of leading into the season because you want to start off well so i can imagine from their perspective they're probably just happy to see new faces and be back on the pitch back with the boys yeah it's also it's flipped on its head that preseason is like middle of the winter you see the guys like bundled up because even at like premier league college whatever you're like usually training in 90 degree sweltering Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but they have to even in Charleston, they were bundled up. Arturo had his hat on and the gloves. Like it's a little chilly down there. I do, I do like a league that both starts and finishes in the same year. It's like not common. You see in a lot of other sports leagues, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, any other sport. A lot of times it starts in the second half of the year and then goes into the first half of the next. But it is kind of nice to do like a a clean slate, like the twenty twenty three season, and yeah. not the twenty twenty three slash twenty twenty four season. Yeah, a lot of twos, but um. Yeah, it's 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 exciting and it's nice to to be able to watch them again. It does feel like it's been a long time. Strange. I know it's not been that long since we've seen them play, but November, which is like weird. No, I guess yeah, it was. A but it is months. it is a kind of a long time. It's like they had they didn't have that much time off, but I feel like mm-hmm. but if, from a football like fan perspective, we're not really watching anything for yeah. the USL for a while. And in the holiday periods like that lines up nicely for the players, but like, oh, it's yeah, great. That just drive like it's so fast when it's happening the holiday period. But then you look back and pre-holiday feels like years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Post-holiday is very present, so that's probably part of it. Forty-nine days on the dot to kick off. So let's go. It's like a, what a month and some shit, month and a half, just about. Yeah, so, yeah. A lot less time than you think. So these these training sessions, obviously, while fun, everyone feels rejuvenated. I think uh, it's there's a there's an elevated amount of pressure because of the expectation mm-hmm. getting to the final last year, looking like potentially even a stronger team this year. There is a sort of a big potential there. So I, I think that the stakes are definitely a bit higher at Patriots point. Cause that's something they'll want to certainly capitalize on preseason schedule comes out Monday, by the way. So keep your eyes peeled. That's yeah. going to be interesting to see who they match up against. Start planning yeah. your yearly vacations when you need to take time off to, <laughs> when the, uh, when the battery are kicking off. 
New players incoming. It's nice to have an episode where the theme is not a mass exodus, but whatever the antonym of that is. <laughs> in in into this or something like that. Somebody help me with this. Where we need a fourth opposite. person. Do, <laughs> opposite. Yeah. Import. Imports. Import. Yeah. I it's mean, a mass import. Sounds like we're talking about cargo here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's some very precious cargo if we do want to make that comparison. Uh, first and foremost, Jackson Conway signing a contract with the battery. Atlanta 2, Atlanta United 2, I should say. Goals just about every competition he's played in. You and I were watching some some fun highlight reels. We Obviously, we know Augie has departed. We're getting a very new, very different kind of striker here. Maybe more of like a fox-in-the-box type. Maybe less of a hold-up striker, more of a I'm just trying to get me some goals. Good with his head, too. Huge very thing. Good. Yeah. Big frame. Mm-hmm. I, think he, I think he is going to offer that hold-up play. Um that's probably one of his strong, just based on his frame. Like he'll be able to allow the wingers to run past him and then distribute. But yeah, he his clinical ability is gonna be mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun to watch. Like he can literally score whatever way he's facing, whether it's like this awkward back to goal volley with his head falling away over the top on the volley. We saw that. Um, so he can strike a ball, and it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Maybe not as much pace in behind, but. Uh, as Augie, but we'll uh, we'll have to see. I feel like he'll be more of like that athlete type of striker. Yeah, Augie's more of the composed finesse. finesse type of striker. But I think the type of player we'll see in Conway is more um, applicable to what Pierman wants out of his players. So, and yeah, he's young. He's hungry. He wants to make a name for himself. Much younger than Augie is um, by about like what, like five years, six years. Yeah, I don't know how old Augie is. Specifically, what is he like? Twenty six. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll confirm. But yeah, Jackson's twenty two. Oh, okay. He has, yeah, he has a lot of experience under his belt for a twenty two year old mm. playing on big stages. Four years, I think, makes a difference in football yeah. and as an athlete. So, oh, um, yeah. I think when you want someone fit, not that Augie isn't, but like you know, someone who can take a little bit more of a the brute end of things and yeah. from defenders and stuff like that. So an exciting signing. And like I mentioned, one that will fit Pyramid's system really well. So yeah. with Aug- that experience, Augie is indeed 26. He's born in August. Same year as me. August mm. Augie. Uh, <laughs> the thing I like is the how keep harping on the head game because it's, it's insane. You mm-hmm. one, one could argue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice one. Tristan. <laughs> it's, Size in football I love is used in a complimentary way, but I don't think it deters someone from success. Most of the comparisons I could make are like Premier League guys, and this is a USL podcast, so instead just focus on what we're watching in the highlight reel is him bodying people. He loves to be in traffic, it seems. Again, not seen a ton of him, but it seems like he's very comfortable in traffic. You can get a lot of goals, as we know, at any level through good headers in the corner, taking good corners. So he's going to be somebody who, like you said, has that hunger, who can like really get up in the air and head a ball. So yeah. I, yeah. it's an it's a easy way to get six or seven extra goals a year, and a lot of times those are big. Look at Ikaza last year. Scored like four goals with his head, and he's not the biggest guy in no, the pitch. No, so. definitely not. Yeah, and they, ha- they have the servers of the ball. Like Arturo's obviously back, and you get him on the set piece, and then Conway on the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like We'll just be writing that in over and over again on Twitter. Yeah, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll have different um, – avenues to score goals which i think augie augie has the had the height i think he was more like as you mentioned that finesse player so if you can have a little bit of both in conway you're you're going to be set up for success also every time conway scores this season we're posting that meme 
Yeah, yeah. it's like, <laughs> oh, with the, with yeah, the sh- it's shaved like, head meme. No, it's uh, <laughs> the, someone made this. Someone made this meme, and it's. I'll just play it. It's like the, Mikalenko from Everton oh in that photo. I'll just play it on. He's the probably po- not ha- thrilled at that picture. So, no, Tristan. that seemed like a fr- that seemed like a photo he had to up. take. So this is it. It's, it's like the hockey music in the yeah. background. So like we're the, gonna play this for you guys, but that's literally is that when the Bruins score? The, oh my god, that sounds horrible. <laughs> You just got scored on by Jackson Conway. <laughs> and then it freezes, like, right here. <laughs> That's, like, primo, like, shit posting me. Like, <laughs> yeah. The ones that hit the hardest, because it's, man. Yeah, that's... Sorry f- sorry for all the listeners' ears on that one. Yeah, turn, turn the... Well, even if I say turn the volume down pre, it's not Too late. Help. Yeah, yeah, it's too late. Someone but. just veered their car off an overpass. <laughs> we got to make a that? battery. We got to yeah. make a battery version uh, for that. And, and battery fans are it, an anecdotal piece with Conway. They're not unfamiliar to him scoring goals at Patriot Point. Um, so when Atlanta United 2 was in the USL Championship and they matched up against the battery, Conway scored a hat trick. Mm. Um, and credit to Mike, head of the, head of the regiment, stated that he took his shirt off, off after the second goal, after already being on a yellow, and got, oh, s- got sent no. off uh, once he scored his hat trick. So that that's a funny piece, but then... In the other matchup against the battery, he scored a brace. So he, yeah, he, he, in one season or maybe across multiple, he's got five goals against the team signing him. Which is, I like uh, the attitude of sign that guy. If yeah. someone's been torching you for that long, okay, enough, sign him. Can't beat him, sign him. Bring <laughs> him in, bring him to the point. He seems more of like a shithousery type of player too, which I love. Yeah, I think I'm honestly, if you look at like if all, this isn't a knock on Augie because new players are always going to be like exciting and I don't know, mm-hmm. um, but I think I'm like more excited that they got this guy in from the clips we've seen than it, like if Augie was returning. Yeah, that's yeah, because it's, it's just something new, which mm-hmm. is like completely fair. Um, I'm the same way. I'm excited to see. I, it sucks to see Fidel leave, but I'm excited to see um, Diego Gutierrez obviously get a run in game. So mm-hmm. um, obviously Fidel is this marquee player, like soon to be hopefully like talented, lives up to the, to the recognition he's getting. But, you know, now we're focusing on the team and, you want to see how well these new players can really make an impact after having a number of key players leave. So. Yeah, agreed. He joins us uh, from the Pacific Northwest, former Timbers man. So welcome to Patriots Point. P- pretty cool go to go from living in the Northwest, which is a very cool part of the country, to like now the Southeast. You're kind of he's you're covering a lot of ground making that trip down <laughs> yeah, there, but um, yeah. also another exciting pickup. I mean. I, Anytime you get a guy with MLS experience, it's big. But also, I mean, you could argue this offseason that the Battery have been kind of like a feeder club to the MLS yeah. almost with the amount of talent that they've produced. But they've also brought in a good amount of MLS talent too. So, uh, And he's one of them. Excited to see how he would fit in, yeah, what, spe- what he brings. And when it comes to that MLS experience, that's one of the things that we have to highlight is while we did see players leave for the MLS, that's going to draw a lot of players to the, to the Battery for mm-hmm. the sake of like, these guys know how to develop and get these players um, recognized and picked up. So I think it's like a back and forth with like, you know, Gutierrez coming. So I think he'll bring loads of loads of talent and excitement. I think we were talking about it off the pod that could be a similar player to um, Arturo. So kind of drifts across the front three, maybe if they name him in midfield at times could be a possibility, but ultimately I think he'll be on the left or in the striker in the attacking positions. Um, so yeah, I think it's a it's a good signing. He's super young, drafted at a at a at 
a really young age. I think you have yeah, that. Yeah, he's 25 now, I believe. Yeah. Um, but he was drafted as like a junior in college. So he went to the MLS Super Draft, mm. was drafted by the Timbers, and then returned to play his final year with his school. Yeah. And then that's when he went, and I think they must have loaned him out to like Chicago FC United. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to be like gathering the attention of the MLS is like mm-hmm. not even when it's it's your time to be drafted it is really impressive and from our inside sources he is and what they've seen in training he is starter material uh it looks like he has a quality that like is gonna really have a positive impact on the side and it's it's gonna be a tough matchup for opponents so yeah. More options. I more, know. Many more options. More options in the goalkeeping realm as well. Adam Grinwis joins Charleston Battery from Orlando City. Another guy with a lot of experience. Another guy who comes in very highly rated. Could potentially be looking at this year's goalkeeping starter. The Ginger Ninja. The Ginger what Ninja. What they call him what from name. his previous clubs. He's been called that. Um, and yeah, I think, you know... We're obviously Coos stands. We love Coos. He's, sure. he's a friend of the podcast. Man of um, people. I think Grinwis obviously will be that experienced goalkeeper, comes with MLS experience, USL experience also. Um I think he'll he'll really he'll really make an impact and obviously Trey Muse um leaving with such standards to fill. Mm-hmm. I think um having someone whose experience is really the, the type of route that the battery um made the right decision in going sure. for him. So mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to see him between between the sticks. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, it'd be nice to see Kuz also get some some minutes in there as well from time to time. But Yeah, for the rotational sake. Yeah, Nick Murray, uh, credit to him, he, he did a little bit, and he does believe that Grinwis will be probably the, the starter or the number one. And I think it, it's also good. You have his talent. He makes some incredible point Blake saves, just has good hands, just all around keeper. But mm-hmm. uh, being the ginger ninja, uh, <laughs> you don't probably get that nickname without having a bit of personality. And yeah. Trey Muse was a keeper that led from the back, had a really good chemistry with the back line, could guide them appropriately and get them in the right positions to be successful. Hopefully with the experience that, Adam brings as well and knowing that he has that good personality people will take a liking that chemistry will be built very early on in the season and um, then we'll get back to that like rock solid back line of last season not conceding goals and, and just being impressive all around so I think that's another bit that's really important to get right for the battery and I think they did in signing him not just getting a talented player getting the the all-around guy that Pierman always looks for um so yeah, that that should he should be big at the back, um, and the, the ginger ninja. If he's ginger ninja, what is Malloy? Because Malloy also has red hair, <laughs> and as I understand it, he also has ninja like qualities just in the midfield. So that's a good question. We're gonna have to, uh, the, gonna... the ginger ninja twinges, uh, <laughs> the redhead. That's just off the top. Uh, but, like I think we could. <laughs> we probably shouldn't brainstorm. Redhead's hard. To, <laughs> Something's gonna that's come hard out. To rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah but, um, exciting. Well, Very exciting. No, it and, is. And yeah. We'll love to see hopefully some training clips that come out. <clears throat> Would love to see some mic'd up. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. Let's see how he does with the mic in front of him because yeah. that's a high standard. The, yeah. the goalkeeping mic'd up standard in Charleston's very high. So hopefully Coos yeah. and Grin are kind of building a rapport that they can yeah. use to entertain us. He's also the goalkeeper is also someone that worked with goalkeeper coach Brian Jones back when they Important. were in St. Louis. So yeah. um you'd probably 
envision him like if they're going to get that guy and it's on the recommendation of one of the coaches in the dressing room you got to figure like mm. the guy is exactly what they need I think mm-hmm. what the back line screams this season is experience we have Palma and Leland who will probably be in my opinion the starters at center back with uh, professional experience as well as having played at Charleston last season Leland had been there for a number of years prior to that um, Segber's on the left and then um, Drax on the right who's much younger but then you have the goalkeeper with experience so I think for me I feel most confident about this back line and the security that they'll have as a team and being able to take risks going forward with these new signings and and much younger players so um, yeah I think the the back line just screams like Maturity and experience, yeah, they, and talent. They also the brought time. the guy in from Memphis, um, yeah. Who I think is going to be. I mm-hmm. mean, he's, he's already Graham Smith, Graham Smith yeah, a Pierman player. So I think he'll be huge in that back line as well. It's, we were talking before off mic before this episode started how crowded the center back position is, yeah. on Charleston, and I, I, I'm sure Pierman is going in with a plan, and he has a good idea of who he can use at certain times, but. He has no small task ahead of him in the next month and a half, kind of deciding what the best pairing will be. And again, depth is we harp on teams for not having depth. Yeah. We've we've used depth as an as a reason that teams don't have that final bit of success. But still, it's sort of like wow, you know, there there is going to be such a, a wide selection of experienced guys that it's hard to it's hard to fathom being able to find what the best combination is. And hopefully, I guess best case, they're all just playing great with each other you know Mm -hmm. i I assume at certain points minor or major there'll be some knocks some injuries some especially Mm -hmm. in the center back position so we've seen that plague hit teams all over world football so again it's like i would never fault a team for having depth but i'm also curious to see how this shakes out and when the first ball is kicked in march like what the hierarchy of center backs you know what i mean like we saw it shift last season i mean aj a patterson obviously the captain and leland starting and then it, it rotated to Sebastian Palma getting involved and mm-hmm. then um, he really broke out and, and being that starter so I think like you said it will be interesting to see how Pierman manages his selection and how many you know he has so much to select from from the defensive point of view uh, and I'm sure they'll add more players to that back line going into the going into March but yeah you know. no, I'm stoked and also too, I think not just with the with the center back position, but just back to front team overall. Another thing we were mentioning off mic was like it. It feels like it's because so many beloved players have now moved on to other teams. It feels sort of like oh, it's kind of not not a panic, but like oh no, how are we going to replace what obviously was working really well last year? Yeah. But by all accounts, I mean it's been. Another insanely good offseason for Charleston. A lot of these guys coming in aren't just like highly rated on social media, but seem to be legitimately highly rated. Not just a great highlight tape, but somebody who could actually come on and make like an immediate difference. So USL final impact. Yeah, I mean, that, like all signs point to this team being even better this season than than last year. I'd have to right. think. I mean, that's maybe a bit wishful, and that would be again best case scenario. But still, I mean, a lot of these guys are. And, oh, and it feels a li- just a little bit more than last year. When Pierman came in, obviously, he was handed a team, and they weren't all his guys. Like mm. It feels like he's already so good at building a culture and instill in players what he wants to see. And even players that hadn't played under him previously spoke about his quality in doing that and how you want to just run through a brick wall. We say that all the time. But this year, looking at these guys that they're bringing in, it feels like they have that little bit more of pyramid edge where it's just that 
it's just that team, you know what yeah. I mean, where it's just got that feel. Mm-hmm. And another really positive outlook on the squad as a whole is, yes, they lost a really young player in um, Fidel, Startown. That was, like, always going to happen. But these players they're getting in the door are still very early on in their career, so you can hope that um, – they'll stick with the battery and build with Pierman. Sure. Some of them might earn a move. Who knows? That's common, but having a younger core of players is always going to be favorable in the USL championship. Yeah. And I would also argue just if you like, if I was running a USL club, if your team is incredibly successful, what I think that looks like is guys like Conway come. Ideally, he comes to Charleston for like two or three seasons. He does incredibly well, scores a ton of goals, and then they're able to sell him to a club for to, to get a profit. Because a lot of guys aren't going to be in the USL their whole career. While we love the USL, it is, and we don't we don't look at it as a stepping stone league by any means, but it is sort of like a necessary part of the journey. You make your chops in college, then you make a name in the USL, mm-hmm. then after that, your avenue can kind of open up depending on how good you are. But yeah. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how I look at it. Like, like it yeah. would be great to have some of these guys come in, kick ass for two or three years, and then the club is able to make a profit off of them, which is good for everybody. He yeah, gets yeah. a big move, club makes some money. We saw this this season, and we were kind of felt sort of hard done when when Fidel didn't go for that magic number that we kind of were hoping that he that he'd go yeah, for. But yeah, that's definitely it. Still does good help the club. Yeah. It does. Yeah, it's it still is. That's impactful for the club still and it goes a long way like the money they make off these guys again i make jokes about this but it goes to like a few more shipping containers that can get <laughs> more fans more people in the like ownership can can start to expand a little bit the patriots point gets better we we've been to patriots point many times now and we love it and i i, I think it's such a unique cool football stadium but every stadium could have improvements any mm-hmm. usl yeah. stadium could and and i think they're kind of moving in that direction so it's like yeah in this sort of age of FFP kind of like plucking and choosing and not that that would affect Charleston, but it's just the overall state of your club is not just making money through players, but when you, when you get that revenue, <laughs> yeah. but like making the yeah, whole- it gives you that mature, like the battery are already such a mature club, but mm-hmm. like the fact that they're doing this business, having conversations, net making, building this network, it, it just like, it's not something that you can measure on a sheet of paper or like a financial book, like all this is just making the club, that much more well known than it already was and giving it that mature feel. So I, and, and with them doing the business, like what was it literally a week and a half ago, we were talking about the Exodus and then mm-hmm. they're announcing these players they are getting this business done. And like they announced the player, the players there that day, like they're kicking off training. You see the pictures and you're like, damn, that's impressive. Like they got this dude in, they didn't mess around. It's none of, oh. none of this Spursy business. It's just saying like, what's well, it? And, and not just any premier, <laughs> but it is, it's like the signing of a player is like a multi-day process where you're like, they got to fly to the place. They got to do the medical. Then they got to do, it has to be all these photos. It's like so nice that, that just the USL in general is just kind of like, just come on over, hold the scarf like this. We'll get the picture. You're good to go. Yeah, like, yeah. Medical, you can do that later. We're sure that you're fine. And, and and the pool of players you're picking from is so large. Like you could, Huge. as a USL club, you could like, look where they brought in Palma from. Like they didn't even have, all they had was tape on him and they, they bring him in and he's successful. But the fact that there's so many players you could pick from mm-hmm. and it just seems like the battery are always getting that perfect piece to the puzzle. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, it's incredible. I, it's I interesting. It, I'd, I'd like to know who out of the tryouts is actually going to be a part of the squad like who um yeah true who like is like on the outskirts of the squad through the tryout yeah. like window that they have for for players um 
I'm just curious. I'm, yeah, it no. just, I'm thinking about it now as we're talking about no, like, the selection of players. It makes it cooler. It's when that final roster comes out. I, 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 and we know who they already signed. We're already familiar with yeah. them. But, yeah, I would love to see if anybody showed up to training or came back. And they're like, oh, no, he's a freak athlete. I feel like that is a big thing in the USL, too. Or like, if anybody yeah, showed up and they were just, players. like, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> we should have gone. Man, I really. I know. I think it would have been kind of okay for, like, a few minutes. And then they would have said, Tristan. Get the fuck! <laughs> I'm like, don't you oh, have a camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks, boys. Don't you ask questions? I'll Shouldn't see you next like, year. Yeah, I'll no, just like yeah. shag balls the rest of Tristan's. Like, Tristan's like, this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> Mark your man. Meanwhile, I'm just in the midfield getting burned. They're like, you're the center back. Why are you standing in the midfield? Just do the Eric Dyer scream around at oh, my God. teammates. Come on. <laughs> Um, what else you got on the docket over there? Around the league, any other? Uh, there's been some signings around yeah, the league, right? Big movement around the league. I mean, last year's player of the season, leading goal scorer, Albert Dequa, has since relocated to the Northeast in Rhode Island FC. Yeah, they're making rumblings. They're signing players. A lot of San Diego Loyal players, RIP San Diego Loyal. Mm. But um, Dequa, I think, I think it makes a statement about what their intentions are this season. You don't sign or like when you're. USL is very volatile from like sure. a business perspective. And if you're going to go sign the player of the season last year, you're bringing him a lot to offer in terms of financial backing. Mm-hmm. So um, we talk about this in like, even like from a Wrexham point of view, they sign, go and sign Paul Mullen. Um, and, you know, that was making a statement and that we're going to spend whatever we can to get ourselves in the best position to get out of this league. I think Rhode Island want to do that and try and win the league. You don't sign a player like that without trying to win, win the league. Yeah, when, it when, serious. When the US swinging for cup. the fences. Yeah. yeah. It's it's going to be interesting on how they try to cuz like bring the team together. You have 11 pieces. If you have 11 clear starters, that's hard enough to like find chemistry in that team, really just start like having that team feel like these yeah. are all just random guys coming from everywhere. So right. it's like how are they going to gel these guys together? That's going to be the hardest thing to do. If they can do it, they're going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, also you run the risk of like, you bring in that star striker. If he doesn't perform, he's getting paid a lot of money. Like, are they going to just play him? Cause he's getting paid a lot of money. Like there's a lot of dynamics to balance there and being a new club, there's already so much going on. So right. they must be backed fully. Um, yeah. and, and that's good to see in a, a team that's entering the league. So, um, hopefully we'll be able to go down and catch some of their games as well, being that it's only an hour away and we can give you some of the inside scoop of how deadly they actually look. So we'll know come playoff time what, uh, yeah. what the battery have in store. Yeah. No, uh, no roster yet on the website. So I mean, we, I, yeah. I was wondering too, like, did that, did they have, if the season started tomorrow, could they field like 11 guys? They do. I yeah. think they do now at that point, but no final roster yet. So kind of the same idea, like, uh, Joe Schmidt. I just remember. No, he's Hartford. He's my Hartford, bad. Yeah. Hartford's um, another team bringing in some talent. True. Yeah. <laughs> Connor, we know you kind of like Hartford. It's okay. You can say uh, it. You do sort of have like yeah. that hometown. <laughs> if the Rhinos came back, I would kind of have to sort of buy the fall field. Bail and start his own Rhode Island. Right? Yeah, I hate Charles or uh, Rochester Rhinos podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I mean, that's I think that's pretty much yeah. story from around the league. It's been busy again. It was nice to to have an episode where we talked about some new guys coming in and. Hopefully, uh, some starting 11s coming at you soon when we... Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yes. Sorry for bumming you all out in the last one. Um, yeah, I wanted I to really make this more lighthearted. Battery and or back. Yeah, baby. positive. So. It was positive, oh, yeah. and every squirrel 
in Arlington is in the wall behind you right now. <laughs> yeah, they live right behind my when we board. When I listen back through this, I'm going to have the volume fully up to see if I can catch, like, the squealing I that's can't, been going I can only hear bits of it when, like, I hear the run, them running by. Oh, my God. When we talked about Diego, it was, like, four or five <laughs> of them were, like, tumbling in a big, like, ball, like, doing God only knows what, and they're probably yeah. making squirrel babies. <laughs> but it was, like, a tumbling across the top. But they've – I know it's cold out, and they're looking – they're Oh, yeah. They're yeah, seeking refuge. <laughs> got to uh, text the landlord Start charging them rent. Yeah, we got that many. Yeah. Close to. But I think that, that wraps up most – oh. Augie could be on the move to another Eastern Conference club. That Augie is, linked. Yeah. Yeah. Can't so. say who. Eastern Conference, that would be very unfortunate because obviously then the matchups are there for the battery but and might have to see him come playoffs. You're saying you know who it is and you can't say it? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> come on, Connor, say. No, I'm not saying that, dude. I, I'm only as good as what I'm told, and uh, I've been told Eastern Conference, so. We'll have to I like love keep that. Keep your ears open. It. Yeah, part same. of me loves it. Part of me hates it. That's a wrap. Episode nineteen of the Holy City Sound Off. Thank you for joining us all. We'll catch you very soon. Yeah.